Chapter 17 of Nights with Uncle Remus. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain and is read by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. Nights with Uncle Remus by Joel Chandler Harris. Chapter 17 Brer Fox Figures as an Incendiary. The next night the little boy had been thoughtful enough to save some of his supper for Uncle Remus, and to this Miss Sally had added, on her own account, a large piece of fruitcake. The old man appeared to be highly pleased. "'If there's any kind of cake what I likes de most, it's dis year kind what's got reasons strowed amongst it. We'd sick folks now,' he continued, holding up the cake and subjecting it to a critical examination. Dish year hunkered mighty nigh lasts a month. But with a well man like I is, it won't last a minute. And it didn't. It disappeared so suddenly that the little boy laughed aloud, and wanted Uncle Remus to have some more cake. But the latter protested that he didn't come there fur to get foundered, but merely to see if somebody's strength is strong enough fur to stand another tale. The little boy said if Uncle Remus meant him, he was sure his health was good enough to listen to any number of stories. Whereupon the old man, without any tantalizing preliminaries, began. Brer Fox done been fooled so much by Brer Rabbit that he sort of look round for to see if he can't catch up with some of the other creatures. And so one day, whiles he's going long down the big road, who should he strike up with but old Br'er Terrypin? Br'er Fox sort of lick his chops and allow that if he can fling anybody and give em all under holt, Br'er Terrypin de man, and he march up mighty biggity like he gwine to make sport of him. When he get up nigh enough, Br'er Fox hail him. How you speck you find yourself dis morning, Br'er Terrypin? says he. "'Slow, Brer Fox, mighty slow,' says Brer Terrapin, says he. "'Day in and day out, I'm mighty slow, and it look like I'm a-gettin' slower. I'm slow and poly, Brer Fox. How you come on?' says he. "'Oh, I'm San Chick Dickler, same as I always is.' says Br'er Fox, says he. "'What make your eyes so red, Br'er Terrapin?' says he. "'It's all longer to trouble I see, Br'er Fox,' says Br'er Terrapin, says he. "'I see trouble, and you see none. Trouble come and pile up on trouble,' says he. "'Law, Br'er Terrapin,' says Br'er Fox, says he. "'You ain't see no trouble yet.' If you want to see show enough trouble, you just ought to go long of me. I'm the man what can show you trouble, says he. Well, den, says old Br'er Terrypin, says he, if you're the man what can show me trouble, then I'm the man what want a glimpse on it, says he. Den Br'er Fox, he asked Br'er Terrypin, is he seed the old boy? And den Br'er Terrapin, he make answer dat he ain't seed him yet, but he year tell of him. With dat, Br'er Fox loud the old boy de kind of trouble he been talkin' about. And den Br'er Terrapin, he up and ax how he gwine see him. 
Brer Fox, he take and lay out the programs, and he up and tell Brer Terrapin dat if he'll step up there in the middle of dat there broomsage field and squat there a spell, it won't be no time for we catch a glimpse of de old boy. Brer Terrapin knowed there's something wrong somewheres, yet he most too flat-footed for to have any scuffle with Brer Fox, and he say to hisself that he'll go long and just trust to luck, and then he allowed that if Brer Fox help him cross the fence, he believe he'll go up and risk one eye on de old boy. Course Brer Fox help him cross, and no sooner is he good and gone, than Brer Fox he fix up fer to make him see trouble. He lipped out to Miss Meadows' house, Brer Fox did, and make like he want to borrow a chunk of fire fer to light his pipe, and he took that chunk, and he run round the field, and he sought to grass a fire, and want long for it looked like the whole face of the earth was a blazin' up. Did it burn the terrapin up? interrupted the little boy. Don't push me, honey. Don't make me get the cart before the horse. When old Brer Terrapin begun to wade through the straw, the very first man what he struck up with was old man Rabbit, laying there sleeping on the shady side of a tussock. Brer Rabbit, he wanted these year kind of men's what sleep with one eye wide open and he was wake directly he hear Brer Terrapin scuffling and scrambling long through the grass. After they shook hands and asked about one another family, it ain't take long for Brer Terrapin fer to tell Brer Rabbit what fotch him dare. And Brer Rabbit, he up and say, says he, "'It's just a naturally a born blessing that you struck up with me when you did,' says he. "'Cause little Mo and both of us would have been barbecued, says he. This kind of terrify Brer Terrapin, and he say he want to get out from there. But Brer Rabbit, he allow he'd take care of him, and he'd took and took Brer Terrapin in the middle of the field, where there was a big holler stump. Onter this stump, Brer Rabbit lift Brer Terrapin, and then he lip up hisself and crope in the holler. And bless your soul, honey, when the fire come a-snippin' and a-snappin', there they sot just as safe and as snug as you is in your bed this minute. When the blaze blow over, Brer Terrapin look round, and he see Brer Fox run up and down the fence like he huntin' something. Then Brer Rabbit, he stick his head up out in the hole, and likewise he seed him, and then he holler like Brer Terrapin, here Uncle Remus puckered his voice, so to say, in a most amusing squeak. "'Brer Fox! Brer Fox! Oh, Brer Fox! Run yer! We done catch Brer Rabbit!' And then Brer Fox, he jump up at the top rail of the fence and fetch a spring that land him way out in the burning grass, and it hurted him and sting him in the footses that bad that he squeal and he roll, and the more he rolled, the worse it burn him. And Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Terrapin, they just holler and laugh. By and by, Br'er Fox get out, and off he put down the road, limping fuss on one foot and then on the other. The little boy laughed, and then there was a long silence. 
so long indeed that Uncle Remus's Miss Sally, sewing in the next room, concluded to investigate it. An exceedingly interesting tableau met her sight. The little child had wandered into the land of dreams with a smile on his face. He lay with one of his little hands buried in both of Uncle Remus's, while the old man himself was fast asleep, with his head thrown back and his mouth wide open. Miss Sally shook him by the shoulder, and held up her finger to prevent him from speaking. He was quiet until she held the lamp for him to get down the back steps, and then she heard him say, in an indignantly mortified tone, "'Now, Dan, Miss Sally been rigging me about nodding, but stid of dat she better be glad that I ain't bust loose and snore and alarm de house, let alone dat sick baby. Dat's what.' End of chapter 17